what it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut. The Telesis episode one, uh, my foray into talking about sports, games, knucklehead-ish, and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, this is my first episode, uh, my first podcast recording in a while, and uh, I'm going to start with something simple, but something very necessary to discuss, and that is Jordan versus LeBron. You peep the timeline, it's all you see, uh, especially last Sunday. You peep basketball discussion, it's about all you see. You peep anything, it's about all you see. You go in the toilet, and depending on what color your pee is, it could be leaning Jordan, it could be leaning LeBron. Uh, probably the two of the three biggest basketball players of all time, if you would put Kobe in there as well. And um, for good reason, Kobe should be in there. And I think that it is time to reframe the discussion with, with those two. See, I'm a business major, right? I'm very bad at business classes, but I'm a business major. And when I look at the concept of stagnant um, stagnancy, um, I think about this discussion and it's, it's, I think it's personally plateaued for a while. I mean, we've had all the big hitters in the whole universe that were alive or still are alive uh, get their opinion on this. I mean, you've asked Bill Russell, you've asked Kareem, you've asked Kobe, um, Shaq, uh, uh, Scotty, anybody, Phil Jackson, it's about anybody you, that would possibly have an opinion on the discussion has been asked. Uh, Stephen, Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wade, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, where's this supposed to go from here, right? Because we're nearing the point. You know, I think LeBron, and it's been well documented, LeBron's put a lot of um, love into this season because it could be one of his last where he can really compete for both an MVP uh, title, the uh, the title of being the greatest in the game currently. That's, you know, he's, he's hitting his uh, crescendo or decrescendo, I should say, on that that, uh, that topic. And um, I think it's very important for us to start thinking about the future, especially with how talented basketball is right now, how many venues are there to funnel the improvement of basketball players in the high school and collegiate level. You look at Jalen Green, who I wish he went to Auburn. I'm an Auburn head. But, I mean, that guy is skill-wise almost ready to hit the NBA right now. And if he can get the physical level um, sketched out against other nearly NBA-level guys, I mean, I don't see the problem. It worked for LaMelo. It worked for R.J. Hampton. Uh, I, I think Darius Basley. I think it's you know it's a legitimate strategy at this point to just try to look against professional individuals, maybe not NBA level. I'm not sure the developmental league will work to this point, but I do believe that at least being trained by other nearly NBA level guys, I mean, that's better than wasting a year in my opinion if you're Jalen Green or John Kaminga or, you know, um, Imani Bates. I, I know Imani Bates will probably get a million dollar contract. Uh, if Jalen Green got 5000 Imani's worth a million. No offense to Jalen, but Imani's probably, Imani's probably the greatest basketball player um, talent-wise to come out since I would honestly say he's better than – I mean, Zion in high school wasn't even a known commodity as far as what he is now. He wasn't even number one in his cycle. So you could really legitimately say LeBron maybe. Um, even a lot of the all-time great college one-off, uh, one-off, one-shoots. Kevin Durant, 
uh, Trey Young, et cetera, et cetera. Those guys in high school weren't like transcendent generational players, at least not by scales, rating scales, um, rival Super 7, et cetera, et cetera. They were good. They weren't like extraordinarily good. So I would say it's just LeBron. I think Imani Bates is maybe the most talented prospect is LeBron. And um, he could be whatever. But getting back to the point, uh, it's time to look towards the future. And I don't think we're doing that with still digging up this discussion of who's who's got next uh, or who's got next with the GOAT, right? It, it just – it's – you can see it in the um, – the coverage of young players this past season when, well, I guess the season's still going on, but in 2019, 2020, you had Zion and then who else? You gave, you gave John Moran a little bit of time when Zion was out. The second that Zion came back, who heard about John again? And RJ Baird had a great year. Didn't even get talked about in the supposed uh, Mecca of basketball. Um, Roy Hoshim, Roy, Roy, Naomi Osaka, Half a foot taller and male, Hachimura, um, digging any love. He was a day one starter, I believe, for the Wizards. Um, what's his name? Pascal, Eric Pascal didn't get much love. I'm not sure he's a rookie or he's just like a first year player uh, in the NBA, but I think he might be a rookie. Uh, Pascal didn't get much love, and just so on and so on. And even like you know, second year players, you know, Trey and um. And Doncic got a lot of love, but like, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it don't seem to have the, the capacity to discuss as many talented future superstars as we have. Not a lot of guys get love. I mean, even Dame after his playoff performance uh, last year, and he had like one of the best scoring stretches since Kobe this year, didn't get talked about. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what else you got to do. I mean, I think basketball media is fixated on this, that. And I don't know if it sells or not. I don't look into the statistics of the discussion. But I do know that we're going to hit another dry stretch at some point, like the early 2000s, where basketball media was so fixated on um, on Jordan that even with the Lakers, the biggest franchise in basketball, in my opinion, doing what they did, you had a very – outside of them, you had a dearth of, of discussion of, of basketball um and that, that's soon to come i believe when lebron retires i mean they're putting some eggs in the Giannis, the clippers um that's really the big ones i think are those two uh but i think they need to do a little bit more to big up the the, the under 30 guys that are succeeding right now and uh taking it from there i would love to see um see my thing with, with espn is that they don't seem to have as many basketball programs as I would like for them to have. I know, like, right now they're kind of shrinking their staff and offloading a lot of real coverage onto podcasts and radio and um, and online sites. Really, the, the, the former two medias being more important than writing at this point because writing is dead. People can't read. Uh, attention spans are very short. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and podcast is a growing, growing as I'm doing right now. It's a growing field, so it makes sense to do what they're doing there, I suppose. But um, I think they need a channel that uh, some kind of platform that's really dedicated towards discussing lesser known games or lesser known players. 
Because, I mean, they'll put them ahead of the curve. I mean, all other media forms that are on TV do what they do. I mean, Fox, their primary basketball discussion comes on, on the heels of, uh, un, un, was it undecided or uninterrupted? That's basically first take, but a little bit funnier, but at the same time, even a little bit more sensation sensational, if that makes sense. I know sensationalism is the, the idea I'm using in my head. But it's even more sensational than first take, and it's like the um, the the show with Marcellus Wiley and uh, Jason Kuhnlock, uh Fat Boy. Those two don't even have. If you put them, if you add them together, they don't even have one take of value on anything. I mean, Marcellus Wiley is a former NFL player, but like he's gone so off the deep end with his opinions, especially at, um, as later later days with ESPN and then I guess drumming up his own support. He just started saying crazy things when he got onto Fox Sports. It's like, why can't you just be what you were when you had a dedicated show you didn't have to hype up? I don't know. But um a real like discussion. I think I think there's a there's a very large community of people that want a real discussion on sports and not just sensationalism. Uh when I look onto Twitter, I see a lot of people nowadays starting to try to you know, discuss uh, guys that aren't as loved. And when I look at um, look at when I look at YouTube, you see highlight channels that intentionally cover lesser known guys. Uh, Swish is big on college, but they don't discuss just the big dudes like Trey Jones or or uh, Ashton Hagens, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Obi Toppin. They discuss everybody, and that's something that you need a lot of. Uh, you need to discuss a lot of more people if you want to have a long term. I think ESPN long term is like they're they're fucked. Like their their business model, um, what they what they have in terms of coverage, it's not built for the future. Hell, it's not even built for like we've had this um, departure from sports for about a month and a half now, I believe, uh, maybe a little bit less than that. And even when they had that, their discussions were still. LeBron's Nets title run might have been ended or Jordan this or Kobe that, which I mean, Kobe discussion, I feel like should have been, should have been handled. Um, and maybe in terms of covering his best games, but for, for what I see, that's not how it was done on TV. I think they could have took that time and really went over some lesser known games, lesser known players uh, and actually filled in their time with some real, Product. I know they don't really get many. Their their deal doesn't allow them to really show many all time great games. Uh, TNT, I believe, has uh, they're higher up in terms of the totem pole and that. But um, they could have covered some some really good games, and uh, they didn't. They they didn't. But in wrapping this up, because I may want to come on another episode and try to handle the subject more nuanced. For the time being, I would like to end it on this. I think that we definitely need to start respecting more players. And by more players, I mean the next wave of players. The um, 2020 class or 2021 class, as far as high school goes, some of the best talent you'll ever see in your life. 2022, I have a Bates, obviously. Uh, I believe that will also be the class that starts. Either that class or that class will be the one with Wade and uh, and uh, Braun Jr., so those classes are going to be very important. The next three cycles are very important in uh, the terms of basketball a decade from now. And, you know, I think the NBA needs to do a better job of pushing forward in terms of covering that. 
that next uh, cycle. But that's all for me. Hope you enjoyed the podcast episode one. I'll definitely get better as I try to structure these a little bit more. But peace.